The Sincere Community curates and hosts an amazing radio public relations profile for local regional teams to promote arts, humanities and social sciences. All right. You're listening to Sincere Community Webcasts podcast. I'm your host, curator. Today I'm joined outside in Bath City, down on London Road, with Nikki Hadfield. Say hello, Nikki. Afternoon. Right, Nikki, um, I've known you for a number of years. Uh, you've been a rough sleeper the whole time uh, on it. Um, your ambitions, which I'm aware of at the moment, is to make your own online magazine. Can you explain to my audience exactly what it is you want to do? Um, create a magazine pretty much similar to the big issue. Um, that basically helps them to make a living whilst homeless in the streets. Pretty similar to the big issue, though. So it's like the next level kind of like big issue. It's a digital version. That's your own version. Yeah. And you're getting homeless people to actually like collaborate on creating the magazine with you. Like, so like in general, just a collaborative. Yeah, but um, not, not at this minute in time, but um, hopefully once it's actually up, if it goes up as good as what I'm hoping, yeah, then yeah, hopefully. With, I've got a few people that are actually homeless that are waiting to try and help out with it, but because with what's happened with COVID, it's still taking its time to um, actually get up and running, so... It's, it's been stalled for a little while. And with being a rough sleeper myself, it makes it a bit more difficult. So um, it's just taking a little bit longer than what it would do. How many years have you been homeless now? 13 years. 13 years. That's a long time. Yeah. What's that experience been like so far for you? Rough sleeping? Yeah, um, rough sleeping, yeah. Pretty bad, really. 13 years of it, yeah. Um, with, with the new laws and all the, uh, all the blue tape trying to get housed and stuff like that and the local connection laws and stuff like that makes it even more difficult, the waiting on for the housing and stuff. Um, yeah, it's been pretty rough, especially at wintertime. Obviously, like, down here, we're down south, so, like, here in Somerset and Bob, so you're from up north, aren't you? Originally Cheshire, yeah. What's the difference to like it being homeless here in Somerset compared to up north? Um, it's more facilities down south. More facilities. Yeah. Right. More facilities. Um, less facilities up north. And I mean, in Manchester, they've only just got a new hostel built just over the past few years. Before that, they only had direct access. And um, it, it, unless you went to the towns around Greater Manchester, which a pretty big towns, you'd be lucky if you actually got a space there. So, but there's more hostels down south, less people, so more chance of you actually getting into a hostel. So, that's that's uh, having listened to that, that's like that's really enlightening because I didn't realize there was more services down this end. Um, in terms of what you're doing, out. How many people have you actually, like... Because you've been working on this for, like, a number of years as well, thinking back. So, like, how many people have actually, like... Have you reached out to... And have, and how many people have from that have offered to, like, wow. help out? Um, I've, I've been offered... Well, I've actually received help. I've um, 
Um, various different charities and wallets, Genesis and Julian House. Um, that's like organisations down this end. Charities, yeah. 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 Um, um, various local businessmen, graphics experts, um, offers of sponsorship, stuff like that. Printing companies, um, sports shops for the bibs, um, help from counsellors, stuff like that, to help get it launched. The permits and stuff. So that's like, that's what, like, it's like, I suppose that's like hundreds of people, isn't it, really? That's like, because obviously I'm one of them. Yeah. You, it, you told it, me about it. It, it works out. If you count the people, the friends that have actually helped to um, proofread photographies, um, to help write articles, some of the owners, people that have helped write articles, um, provided some positive input. It, it, yeah, it runs into about 100 people that have so far. Wow. Yeah. Um, various graphics experts, about four, five, six graphics experts, friends of out, local business guys, business lawyers. Various graphics experts, about four, five, six graphics experts, friends of out, local business guys, business lawyers, providing the business plan and um, information. This is, how to but this up. is actually like people, like established professionals, yeah. who are like given their free time. Tell no one's actually stung you with like oh fees and that, like pay up, have they? They've actually just given them, so given their time voluntary to like help you out. Yeah, right down to the uh, even the Hubble Centre in Cardiff. The trustee um, wants to help to launch it okay. with the Hubble charity in, um, in Cardiff. Same with the Wallet. Um, what I'll talk to launch it and integrate um, and add a section for their charity organisation, which is a pretty big one. Um, that's that's a massive one. That's is um, across Wales. Um, yeah, there's been a there's been a good few charities that have helped it. Provided computers so far, um, help with um, licensing laws. The big issue of helped um, with licensing laws, putting blue tape, how to launch a social enterprise, stuff like that. So everybody's tipped in so far, and yeah, fantastic. But living on the streets and not being able whilst to, living on the street, yeah, not being able to get access to a computer, and if you've got a computer, it's even got stolen. Um, it's, it's working on it at night in the rain and the sleet it's not really the best environment I've got a, like a catalogue of all the places where I've worked as a temporary office McDonald's um, on the streets um, uh, in coffee shops even in pubs local Weatherspoons stuff like that but that's actually really interesting because like I won't go on about myself everyone knows what I do or like my like what I do at uni and my journaling and stuff but aspects of what you're on about with your own thing that you're like reaching out to my audience with that's like journaling as well which is like it's really that's like it's really interesting to meet someone who's had such a hard time for the last 13 years and spent how many years now it must be like at least six six years that you've been developing uh, it's about three years three, 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 I thought it was a bit longer but it, it might know before COVID. Is how long's COVID? It's, it's been about. It was definitely before COVID because yeah, I remember. Like, I've been I've been homeless for the last six years. Four or five years. So been, yeah, yeah, at least five years. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, really, I must apologise for the traffic. We're right next to the main road at like uh, at the Genesis Trust down in London Road in Bath City. Uh, I will like split this when I mix it. I'll. Split 
split the vocal from the traffic and try to quieten the traffic in the background. Um, what are your aspirations for like the rest of the year? Um, hopefully um, to write these books that I'm working on to try and gain some financial um, capital to make the magazine go paper version, try and get a premises as an outlet. Even though we've been offered premises off um, the People's Republic's of Stokes Crawfords, I forgot about, um, uh, Chris Chote is offered to use his premises as an outlet in Bristol yeah. to launch a magazine. Um, he's provided pictures to go with an article on uh, Bristol's citywide piloted legal graffiti walls that were supposed to have took place under uh, Mayor Reese's clean up the streets campaign just before covid uh, but because of that it's put the magazine back covid i mean by over a year but i'm stuck at the article because it's still a good idea to have legal graffiti walls and then um, chris has um, decently enough offered to um use these premises at where his office is and it's a big building he uses it to help the homeless like as a dropping center which is not a registered charity as a dropping center he does it every tuesday or thursday um, let's always people go there um, get toilets clean up they get food stuff like that so um, he's a pretty decent bloke and he's offered to use it as an outlet seven days a week so that saves Fantastic. paying for premises in Bristol so um, yeah. Yeah, that's like really actually costly like when you've yeah. got like a little a little project like because that's what it is at the moment until it starts to really take off if it goes medium, the actual social enterprise of it goes medium size, that's fantastic. Um, especially if you can reach out into Europe or people in America like are reading what reading your magazine and that, that's even better. So um, it's actually really costly. Look, I looked into it for myself um, in what I do. Um, and, you know, like the initial kind of like fees to like, advance what I'm doing at least well over 10 grand a year every year so and I, I just it's not there I don't have it there um, that compared to like my actual capital that I generate as I am without it I mean I'd be looking at a massive debt every year I'm looking at like thousands of pounds worth of like debt every year so it's like getting the right support to add the the right balance isn't it so that you don't get stung and end up in a pile of debt because yeah. that's what I'm trying to avoid myself do you know what I mean and working with the right people to have the right support so that's fantastic that you've got these aspirations I wish you all the best with your like goal if you wanted help I'm happy to like volunteer oh brilliant you know right. like yeah. my kind of like it's, it's, it's just living on the streets. Yeah. Well, once, once, hopefully, I, because I think it's crossed, I should be when I go to Scotland, try and get my own place. Got to try and get my own place in Bath too. Um, even if they have to wait out the um, however many years you have to wait without going through the hostels because it takes longer being a rough sleeper if you're not prepared to go into an high-risk environment. Yeah. It's most of the hostels are, that's why people won't go into them. Um, but once this, that's done, um, working, the magazine should be going up my um, friend set the Facebook page up and the crowdfunding but I've never used Facebook you've got to keep up your podcast check your Facebook every day if you've not got a computer and you can't use it in the comfort of somewhere like your own place or your own home sure, yeah. it's difficult to do that on the streets on a car door box sure. so after that fingers crossed yeah it should go pretty quick after that Frank.
will you like expand on the so when your project say like when you've got your first full version of the magazine actually published are you going to take it the next level with like a documentary and maybe like a YouTube channel incorporate and integrate other like platforms into it or are you just going to stay simple simple at first hopefully Frank and then see how it goes after that and then try to like get that into a a paper version as well yeah then take it to a paper version after that okay so you need like quite a lot of support have you thought about trying to art like have you asked the DWP to help with funding or the council even the council maybe to like help you out no but you've got the um, national lottery funding that's probably one of the best ones um, funding social enterprises people see I've not really looked that far into it yeah. because um, the magazines had that much help I've practically completed the magazine with the help of people all doing a little bit and chipping in providing pictures providing information graphics expert. so it's more or less been written with a lot of help from other people but okay. um once the first three issues which are practically completed they just magazine needs to go back to another graphics expert just to present it up um, it's ready for sale and so with money from the sales of the e-version of the magazine should be enough to cover launching it in paper format if not continuing the probably six months worth of street life after that on an e-magazine but paying for better graphics experts better articles better stories and then after that with the sales from that take it to a paper version and try and ascertain uh, some property or some 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 way of securing a property to the sea and um, hopefully have an office to launch it from down south be it Bath or Bristol with means to be mobile to deliver the magazine to homeless people Bath and Bristol first and then from there branch out in scaling right in scaling the project so what we what you've already told me already for the last 40 minutes in scaling the project how audience wise how many people are you like do you see as an interested audience in what you're doing um, like roughly it's like anything from 10,000 10,000 people to 100,000 what do you what are you what are you looking at your target audience um, the age group I mean it's not it's not just for homeless people is it it's not is it no no um, um, well hopefully once it's launched I've never really looked into it that far Frank um, trying to roll it the same way how John Bird launched his um, start small with it um, try and build the magazine up not aiming too high for it for the amount of people the audience is going to reach but try to have it as an e-magazine available launch it on Facebook set up the website uh, and have that running on par with the magazine version and then trying to launch it in Bath and Bristol with the offer of launching it in Cardiff uh, also had the offer of launching it in Hereford um, with the help of charities um, been offered um, our friends to try to help get premises to launch it from in London uh, by using um, Dope Magazine's office as an outlet because they use their office of 
the People's Republics of Stokescroft to use as an outlet in Bristol. So Chris Chalkley said he's a friend of mine, so I will ask if he would be willing to do the same thing with your magazine. Hence that would cut out the, the need for an office in London, which is a pretty big city. Um, oh, yeah. Cleared, wow, yeah. yeah, cleared up with councils of blue tape. Been uh, expelled out of the big issue office twice because I've been classed as a rival business. Only when I was asking if they could give me information on where their vendors was pitched. So uh, in, on one street, I went to Paper Virgin. Um, it wasn't conflicting with where their vendors was, which is pretty sound-minded thinking. Now, I we used to sell the big issue. I did myself, like number of, like ten over ten years ago. I sold it on and off myself for about two years. And you do, you've done that as well. Now you, although you've been considered a rival, your roots in and with this project are in the big issue, aren't they? Really? Yeah. I, I actually got told off Chris when he used to work at the biggest office. Who, when I was almost on the streets, um, actually told him I was trying to create a magazine. He was really positive about it. Then when he saw me with a computer tablet, which um, I had actually bought, it was only cost me £30 on Amazon Kindle, and he saw that I was actually writing the articles on Microsoft Word and researching, and I had a few emails back from certain people, and certain people was talking about it. Genesis, I was trying to start a magazine, uh, I met a graphics expert who was hoping to do the graphics on it, um, called Steve Found, um, and he saw some of the work on the leaflets from the um, printing company, my new um, pressman then he turned a bit icky when uh, I approached him whilst I was selling the big issue he said uh, I'm afraid he can't let you come into the big issue no more you've his specific words were you know an enemy of the big issue actually you're an adversary sorry is what he said and um, well, you can no longer use our facilities but before that it was all all for it all go all incorrigible and when he actually see me doing it he basically specific words were you, you are now an adversary which makes yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Right. Now, with issues like this, like they are, they're incredibly important, right? There's so many homeless people, or people that have been affected by homelessness. Um, the councils definitely don't really do enough within the ideal that's going on. Do you, you know, like and how they prioritise specific groups of people? over the likes of people like ourselves that have been homeless or are homeless we're not being prioritised are we? No No, we're sort of we're stuck in the ideal and it's allowances it's a bit misguided that's my view I find it is misguided you've got um Asylum seekers and other people being prioritised. Sincere Community delivers adult learning arts therapy via RSS podcasts, our cultural technical program projects, and distro kid distributions plus Amazon KDP. Now, with issues like this, like, they are, they're incredibly important, right? There's so many homeless people or people that have been affected by homelessness. Um, the councils definitely don't really do enough within the ideal that's going on. Do you, you know, like, and how they prioritise specific groups of people, like, over the likes of 
people like ourselves that have been homeless or are homeless we're not being prioritised are we? no no we're sort of we're stuck in the ideal and it's allowances it's a bit misguided that's my view I find that it's misguided you've got um Sound him seekers and other people being prioritised. Right. Some, some of the people that are probably in the, the worst boat you can ever be. Unless you're like a particular type of criminal, they just can't get out of the system or the rut, can you? You're like stuck in the rut of the whole yeah. system. Systems affect. I mean, I, like, like I said, I've been homeless for the last six years. You've been homeless for the last thirteen years. Like, where's it getting us? You know when. When, like, and you, as you said just a moment ago, like, you've actually canvassed your project, like, in every region. You even said Scotland and Cardiff. Yeah. So, like, and you're from, like, up north, and you've got people from London helping you as well as here. Like, you're actually, like... I've I've, I've also took a trip to London last month, and I've got a few social enterprise coffee shops that have actually been willing to help use their premises um, to launch the magazine when it goes to e-version which some coffee shops have offered to do in Bath Boston coffee shops offered to do that um, there's about half a dozen other coffee shops um, that are willing to um, the main one being Boston because they've got a chain of coffee shops in Bristol there's about half a dozen other coffee shops just in Bath alone waiting and willing to help to launch the magazine by way of leaving leaflets and posters on the walls so to launch a magazine in coffee shops and businesses, that's pretty, pretty, pretty good going. If you was to launch it and to try to um, get the magazine out there, so to speak. Now, what you were saying just before that, you were mentioning how you were considered a rival and a, or an adversary by the likes of like some of the initial support that you've had along the way, like from the likes of the big issue and that. Now this is that that to me is like that's interesting and I think it's actually really harmful. Some of the opinions that people have, like I wouldn't they were always happy to help me. Thinking back like over ten years ago, I wrote for the big issue like twice and they paid for me to hang out with a like award winning journalist for the day to like you know, come up with an editorial on a soup run here in Bath City. So like Having said that, like, what you said about their, like, harmful opinion of you, and although, in contrast to that, they were, like, happy to help me just because I was, like... I, just because I... Academically, I'd done stuff in the past and I wanted to do stuff with them. But having said that, and although I have, I branch out and do my own thing as well. But they... They were like easier with, on me than they were with you. Yeah. So thinking about, I'm thinking, oh, you know, the foundation. Some of the people that work for the Big Issue Foundation, like, I mean, they're really great people, um, and um, they do some really great work in, like, obviously raising raising awareness and canvassing the whole situation with like national homelessness and on an international aspect. So, like, having said that. I think it's, that's like really strange of them to view you as like such a dangerous yeah. kind of like individual to them. Um, in terms of like competition, I'd, I would never see you as competition. Um, I'm surprised they didn't offer you more support, really. Uh, 
I feel I feel bad about how they they didn't yeah. they didn't want to sort of take you under the under their wing and I was in develop Cardiff. develop you. I was in Cardiff and um, I went to their their office to ask if I could do the same thing. Um, I was um, talking to one of the people that worked there and asking if and when the magazine did go to paper version, would they mind if? Um, they could tell me where their vendors were located in the city of Cardiff and uh, the person I spoke to seemed a little bit taken aback and then he said yeah that's not a problem I'll send you an email tomorrow uh, and when tomorrow came after another conversation with him for about 10 minutes yeah. and he asked about when the magazine was going to be done what it's about how much it be so far has it been set up such a little price um, I didn't get the actual email the day after so I sent an email back to see what the problem was if they was going to send an email to tell me where the vendors was actually placed and I've never heard anything back from that specific email oh right to this day well well you know I'm, I'm right behind you with what you're doing and like I've said with my offer like on a voluntary basis I am more than happy to help you know contribute and and collaborating with what you're doing um, if there's anything I can do for you at all um, in helping you with this project and getting it off the ground so you want to get three versions of that's what they, your aim is to like get three versions of this e-mag of, off the ground before what will you do after that when you've done that what do you want to do again could you say the first three magazines have actually already been written it's just they need to go to a graphics expert which costs a bit of money which them which haven't got right. to do that so the whole formatting of the actual like page for page of the mag and um just just touching up on the fonts more touching the fonts, fonts. and presenting it um right. a little bit of shading on the, some of the, the feed the color theme and everything color right. theme on it yeah and, uh, but with my graphics expert um, through Covid he lost his job so he's not a graphic expert plus he suffered a nervous breakdown because he started to drink and oh, no. wasn't well enough to continue as a graphic expert so that stopped the graphic expert side of things me not having the money to do that he's just putting it on hold see now everyone everyone's goes through stuff like that they're all similarities and differences with the, all within the like complex kind of like prevalence if you like a like alcohol drug use a like divorces a midlife crisis type stuff covid situation the e- economy of it and everything like nobody's kind of like perfect you know and we all go through stuff stuff happens in life it affects everyone including the likes of being homeless from time to time or in between homes and everything or work and everything it's finding the right balance in it and getting the support of the right people behind you to be able to like launch a magazine yeah launch a magazine like that or go back to like school and finish your education or get a job and everything or like find somewhere to live so like and that or even like you know recover from like the effects yeah. of like alcohol or like drugs and things so like wow it's been really interesting talking with you Nikki like thanks for letting everyone know about this I, as I said like I will like 
split this mix so I can quieten the traffic. We're really sorry to have to, we could have done this inside, but we sat outside because we were having a ciggy. Nikki, thank you. What do you think? Everyone, that was Nikki Hadfield. I'll keep you updated um, on exactly what he's doing with his uh, e-magazine and um, anything that I, any involvement out of myself um, within what he's up to. Thanks for listening.